Hey guys, welcome back to Bariatric Confessions Podcast. Today, let's talk about fighting desires. Okay, so here's the big question. How are bariatric people who want to build consistency, who work out and who live a healthier lifestyle, how do we build long-term success and not regain weight post weight loss surgery? That is the question, and this podcast is dedicated to figuring out the answer. Hi, my name is Zipporah, and welcome to the Bariatric Confessions Podcast. Okay, so do you think it's possible to fight desires? Yes or no? Like, think about that. I am, maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm like in the middle, um, because like, you know, as an overeater, I think desires are like just in life is just necessary. It's just is what it is. You know, you have the desire to do this. You have the desire to do that. But it's when it's when it becomes like an, a, a problem because it's um, desiring it like too much, like food or wanting too much and giving into it. I think that's when it becomes a problem. And um, so, like, how do we fight desires? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but in my four, 14 months post-op <laughs> bariatric surgery journey so far, I think it has a lot to do with, like, conversations in your head that you have with yourself. Like, when I'm in the kitchen and I'm, like, making my kids something to eat, and if they have a snack that I choose not to eat, um, like, let's say I make, I'm giving them ice cream. Old habit says to lick the ice cream scoop when I'm done before I put it in the sink. Well, I, I've almost trained myself like since, since I had bariatric surgery, I trained myself to not do that. So I open a bag of chips or something like that for my kids or open a fruit snack. I don't take one. Like I had to train myself not to do that. And, um, now it's almost like, like a hundred percent no fail type situation like where I don't even have to think about it I just don't do it but there there are like every it's it's like every once in a while where I go to do something for them dish out ice cream or you know I don't know where I have to where I have the thought to have a bite lick the ice cream scooper or whatever and immediately in my head I'm like no you, you you're choosing not to eat that or you're choosing not to do that like it's it's like the thought comes and then my follow-up thought of, you know, you're choosing not to do that comes right in. And I think maybe that's have to, that has to do with like the conversations that I've been having in my head since I had bariatric surgery. Um, so that way I don't become a constant like um, snacker. Uh, so I, I've really been working on that for the past year. I'm not even joking. Like I've really been working on that because every time I would eat something, my kids would eat something or anybody would eat something. I would just snack on whatever they have. And I'm like, well, if I'm choosing not to eat chips or if I'm choosing not to eat cake and ice cream and, you know, certain, you know, all those sweet stuff, I'm choosing not to eat it. Then I need to train myself not to eat it when I'm doing something for other people. If that makes sense. Yes, I will get you a slice of cake. Like uh, we were at an event for a family event and someone asked me to get them a slice of cake. I got them a slice of cake, an older person. I got them a slice of cake. No problem at all. 
I did not lick the knife <laughs> or take a piece for myself. You know, like I, I just, we were at a family event and um, my, my four-year-old wanted a cupcake. And, you know, you're taking the cupcakes out of the, the, the packaging and it's like you're taking the, um, the paper off and it becomes, you know, kind of messy and the icing gets on your hand. And uh, I didn't lick my fingers. Old me would have. Old me would have licked my fingers without a problem, but I did not lick my fingers. Because um, a lot, like a, like nine times out of ten, I don't have to think about whether or not I should have a piece or have some of whatever I'm dishing out. So I feel like that's because I trained myself. So that's how I fought my desire to constantly eat something that I'm choosing not to. Um, I don't know if it's a perfect equation. I don't know like if it'll work you know, for all time. I just know it works for right now. And, um, I mean, it's difficult to be around food or to be around certain foods. Like, um, I was at a family event and, um, I, there was, I'm sitting at the dining room table and I was talking to my sister-in-law and there was an apple pie. I used to love apple pie. I still will tear up. Okay. I'm not going to tear up some apple pie. I'm just not because it'll send me to the bathroom. (laughs) But um, I would eat apple pie and vanilla ice cream and heat it up. Oh, my God. That was the best. Uh, what is it? Apple pie a la mole or something like that is called. And I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But um, I took I'm talking to my sister-in-law. The pie is sitting right next to me. And I picked the pie up and I put it across the table um, next to her. And not because I was going to dig in and eat it, but because I just didn't want it in my sight. I didn't want it in my sight and I, because I didn't want it to like tempt me and I didn't want to have to think about it and I didn't want to have to like look at it like I didn't want it in my sight because I felt like out of sight out of mind right out of sight out of mind that's what we do with children it was out of my sight and I wasn't thinking about it it was like blocked by whatever this the um stuff on the table was it just made it easier for me not to have to think about saying no it's because like being at um, family functions or anything, uh, anywhere where there's, you know, a lot of food, it is it, mentally exhausting to have to just, you know, fight off the desire to just, you know, eat this or eat that, especially when you're choosing not to eat it. If you're choosing to eat cake, that's your business. I don't care. But for me, I, I for me, I feel like that's going too far and I won't be able to stop it. Thinking about um, food or saying no, or choosing to say no right now helps me. It helps me fight the desire to just keep eating and overeating. And some days are good, you know, where I'm not like, you know, tearing up everything or, you know, within reason trying to like find a way to give myself that fix. And then some days are not. Some days I'm, you know, snacking on um, grapes, which is fine, right? Which is fine. But, you know, I'm trying to fill that void. So some days are fine or some days I'm snacking on like the graham crackers or some days I'm snacking on dark chocolate covered almonds or like because I'm trying to feel that fill that need or that desire. And I mean, every day is different. Every day is different. But honestly, every day is mentally exhausting um, to fight the desires to eat. And then I, like, I feel like, so why, why, why do you fight? 
because when I didn't fight, I became over 400 pounds, like, or almost 400 pounds. So like, I feel like you can't say yes to yourself all the time. You don't say yes to kids all the time. You don't say yes to every thought that pops in your head all the time. I mean, if, you know, I want to smack this person, you know, no, you just, you just don't act on everything. It's called self-control, right? So, so I'm like, okay, this is me practicing self-control. I practice self-control. I choose to practice self-control when it comes to my eating in hopes that it helps me, um, you know, be extremely successful on this bariatric walk. So, or, and on my fitness journey, on my health journey. So I don't know if, 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 if maybe it's muscle memory, maybe it's like, you know, cause I'm telling you when I started my journey, the two week before, I know definitely the two week, um, liquid diet. I know definitely during that time I had to really train myself to like not, um, eat what my kids are eating. So, um, I don't know if it's like a little bit of more, a little bit of like a muscle memory thing where now I'm just, you know, opening chips and giving it back to the child or, you know, whatever. Somebody asked me to get them some food that I don't, that I'm not eating right now. I can get it for them. Um, or if it's, yeah, I think, or if it's just training, I don't know what it is, but I, I think it's, I think it definitely starts in the mind to fight desires. So that way, um, your body will follow. Um, and then you have to practice it. I think it's, it's practice. You have to practice it. And that's what I'm doing every day. I practice it and it's exhausting, but that's why I choose not to do certain things. Like I I don't want to be, I'm not, I have, I have no intentions of chowing down on Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I can eat a lot more. Um, I have a lot more, I guess, choices than I did last year. But I just, I don't want to sit at Thanksgiving dinner chowing down on all the foods, especially because, you know, as, as black Thanksgiving dinners are, you know, it's full of butter and sugar. That's what it's full of. And I choose not to eat like that. You know, like I, I just really choose not to eat like that. So, yeah, I might make macaroni and cheese myself, but I know what I put in it. So, you know, I'm not concerned with having dumping syndrome. I choose to eat sweet potatoes, but not sweet potatoes the way I made, you know, like I used to make them only because I don't want dumping syndrome. I don't want that pain that comes with it. And also, I don't want to have to go backwards and fight forward again. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I already like, um, I'm already fighting just sugar in general, fighting to stay away from sugar in general. So if I go backwards and I'm eating the sweet potatoes with the sugar and a butter and a brown sugar and a maple and all this other stuff, all the syrup and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm eating it and it tastes delicious. And even if I eat a little bit of it, that's just going to be like, man, you got to get more. Like, I feel like it's a fix. You got to get more. You got to get more, not more sweet potatoes, more of the sugar. So that's what I'm fighting. Like, that's what I'm fighting, that desire to just constantly eat sugar from whatever source, cakes, candy, whatever it is. That's what I'm fighting. So um, I I definitely think it is doable. I do think it's doable. Um, But it's work. It's work. So don't you like in my in my experience, like doing things that makes, um, makes it more, makes it difficult for you to, uh, be consistent when it comes to like, you know, whatever you're choosing to eat it, eat, don't do it. 
So if it, if Thanksgiving dinner is too hard, don't go to Thanksgiving dinner. Listen, it is what it is. Like, don't go to Thanksgiving dinner at somebody's house where they have a whole bunch of food. Have your own Thanksgiving dinner. That's what I think. And I'm not or invite people to your zone. So, like, if for example, um, I was at this family function we had uh, this past weekend. Um, I told my mother-in-law, I told her I would bring my ice cream machine. And um, the night before, you know, with the Ninja Creamy, you have to prep the base 24 hours in advance. So um, at first I'm like, well, they're not going to like my protein ice cream. So it doesn't have any added sugar, um, you know, like they're not going to like it. So, so I'm like trying to find ways to adjust. Nobody asked me to. Let me be clear. No one asked me to. I'm trying to find ways to adjust um, my recipe for my ice cream to accommodate anybody, everybody, because only me and my husband and my kids will eat that ice cream. And um, then I made the decision. I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I invited them into my world. My whole my, that my whole entire side of my husband's family, I invited them into my world or our world where um, I took the regular protein ice cream that I made. I made two. Well, I made one ice cream and one sorbet. So I made a um, chocolate cherry ice cream. I added cherries and I added dark chocolate. And then I made a um, pina colada sorbet. No alcohol. <laughs> And um, everybody seemed to enjoy it. And, you know, I told them, I said, there's no added sugar. Um, I told them what I put in it, you know, and everybody, for the most part, seemed to enjoy it. I wish I had recorded, you know, some of their reactions. But um, my my 14 year old niece, she actually um, asked for more of the sorbet. Like she I told her what was in it and she, you know, kind of wrinkled her face. And then when she tasted it, she was like, oh, and she ate it. And then my um, my husband's cousin, um, she's older. Um, so like she's probably like in her 50s, maybe or maybe 60s. I don't know. She looks young. <laughs> um, she she actually finished the container of this, um, the sorbet, the, the pina colada sorbet. And I'm just like, OK, but so instead of. Instead of adapting or just like, no, not adapting instead of. Um, adjusting so that way I can accommodate them. I welcome them into my world. So it's, it could be the same thing for Thanksgiving. If yeah, maybe you can host a small Thanksgiving dinner or a big Thanksgiving dinner at your house where you can con- where you make the food and you can control what's in the food, or I mean, or you can take a dish to Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. That's but either way, or you can just eat turkey. But either way, like you know, don't feel like don't adjust to make other people happy while you're in this walk and you're fighting your desires to eat certain foods. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that to make other people happy. That's what I, that's what I was trying to do. And I had to really have a conversation with myself and tell myself, hold up, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. You're not helping anybody by being, um, uh, going along to get along. Nobody asked me to. Let me, nobody asked me to, but you're not helping anybody and you're definitely not helping yourself. Like I went to the point, I don't have sugar in the house. There's no sugar in the house. I went to the point where like, I'm like, okay, maybe if I buy some sugar and buy the ingredients to make regular ice cream. No, no, because that's not my life. And if that's not my life and somebody tries the food that I make it make and they do not like it, that's fine. It's just not for them. But 
I welcome them into my world versus me going into their world again and then possibly trapping myself. Like you have to think about yourself, especially right now during your walk in this like bariatric walk. So I think that's one. I think that's the way to like fight desires, especially right now. It's just like don't put yourself into places or predicaments where um, where you can't control you can't control the 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 environment the food or whatever um don't 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 number two don't go back like don't go back into like old habits for some to to make other people happy and number three which i think is like the biggest one is that you have to have conversations with yourself so that way you can fight those desires oh and number four i'm gonna add one more and and just know that giving into yourself all the time is not going to work. That's how, that's what I think. That's what I think. Let me know what you guys think. Make sure you take a, a screenshot of this episode and um, let me know what you think. How do you fight desires? Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, screenshot it and tag me on whatever social media platform you're on, especially on TikTok. You can tag me your stories and let me know what you think about it. All right. Have a great day. Peace.